So how, as a minority small business investor, do you make sure that the money you put in actually goes towards growing the business? Hey there, everyone. It's uh, David Barnett from davidcbarnett.com, the blog site, YouTube channel, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Amazon podcast, where I talk about buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium-sized businesses. Today, I've got a question that was sent in by Ruben Wong. Thanks, Ruben, for putting the, the question in one of the comments of my videos. He says, uh, one question I have from a small business investor standpoint is, how does a minority stake investor make sure the money invested into a small business is going towards growing the business rather than the owner just taking it and paying himself or paying for his own luxury lifestyle, but disguising it as business expenses? Well, that's a great question, Ruben. And let me tell you, it's not isolated to the world of small business. Years ago, I knew a fellow, um, his name was Jean, and he was a drilling contractor and he owned a whole bunch of drilling rigs and they used to go all over the world to do core sample drilling for junior mining companies. And so I thought that he would have all these, you know, <clears throat> insider tips about which junior mining companies were going to do really well in the stock market. So I used to ask him all the time, you know, hey, how are things going? You know, which company do you think I should invest in? And this is what Jean said to me. He said, Dave, he said, some junior mining companies are out there exploring for minerals and other junior mining companies are out there promoting their stock so that the executives can fly around in private jets, enjoy, you know, limousines with drivers and have meals in fancy restaurants. And so it's not just small business that has to worry about this. It happens all over the place. So let's, let's look at the problem. In most small businesses, you have an owner who is generally the manager of the business. And you know, me, for example, I'm the owner of my business. And if I have a business trip in Los Angeles, okay, from where I live, that's a two hour flight to Toronto and like a four hour flight to Los Angeles. So I wanna go business class because it's far more comfortable, right? Makes sense? Okay. So if you were an investor in my business and you bought some shares, let's say I sold you a quarter of David Barnett business, right? What would you get out of being a, an owner of the business? Well, you would get a dividend or a distribution of the profit at the end of the year. So if I decided to start flying business class everywhere instead of economy, what it would mean is that there would be less profit left at the end of the year to be distributed in the form of dividends. So this is what Ruben's getting at, is I can put things in the business as expenses that are really, you know, to benefit my lifestyle. Now, this can get a little bit crazy. Like uh, I've seen companies before where, you know, hotel and hospitality businesses have owned race cars because the owner liked to go racing and they just put the company logo on it and called it marketing, right? Is it really marketing or is it just passing your hobbies expenses over into the business. Now, if you were a minority shareholder in that business, there would be a significant implication for that hobby being in the business. So how does one avoid doing that? Well, it's a difficult problem because if you are a minority shareholder and you're not a part of the management team, then you are not part of the decision-making process. You're not part of looking at the reporting you don't see, you know, the detailed financial reporting. If you see an annual financial statement, um, you know, that business class plane ticket would simply be wrapped into a line that said travel and entertainment. 
the race car would be wrapped up in a line that simply said advertising and promotion. And you wouldn't know um, if your money had been spent in this fashion. So what is the solution? Well, luckily for everyone, back in 2014, I wrote a whole book specifically about this problem. So the way that you get around it is by not being a minority shareholder in a small business. The way you get around it is if you want to invest in small businesses, you do it the way that other people have successfully demonstrated. And I use the example of banks and leasing companies. So let's say a small business owner needs a piece of equipment. Well, maybe you lend them the money at a prescribed interest rate with a certain payment per month. And now you don't have to worry about anything that goes on in that business. You know exactly what payment you're supposed to get every month. Furthermore, you could hold security, have a lien placed against that piece of equipment so that if you don't get paid, you get to take the piece of equipment. Alternatively, you could still invest in an equity fashion in a small business. Let's use the piece of equipment example again. Let's say they need the piece of equipment, you buy it and they pay you every time they use it or they pay you per hour or they pay you for every day or what have you. And you just start earning a rate of return on that piece of equipment. And I made allusion to that um, last week when I made the video about uh, holding companies, because there are some organizations where they'll create holding companies that will hold assets so that they can have other investors come in and own those assets, which are then leased or rented to the operating company. So Ruben, I hope that is helpful for you. It was a great question. It's something that comes up quite frequently. And, um, you know, for everyone out there, if you enjoyed the video, please hit the thumbs up button. It really helps a lot with the YouTube algorithm. And if you want to learn all the different ways you can slice and dice an investment into a small business, which is not yours, pick up a copy of Invest Local. Uh, it's on paperback, it's on Kindle, and it's available as an audiobook as well from both Apple and Audible. And you can get it on, on Amazon and every Amazon store around the world. It's like on Kindle, it's like 10 bucks. So it's not a big investment, but I can guarantee uh, you'll learn quite a lot, especially if you're new to the world of finance. I show ways in this book where you can make a loan to a small business and then use a leveraging technique to actually get an infinite rate of return. You can create a cash flow without having any of your own money tied up. Um, and I'm not fooling. That's real. It's in the book. Anyway, cheers. Uh, I love you all very much. Merry Christmas. And we'll talk to you later. Bye.